I knew that someone would do an incredible job with this book, but I really wanted to do it myself. And then after they said yes, I thought, oh man, I cannot screw this up. It's one of those weird crafts where it's equally exhausting mentally and physically. So it's taxing on your body, but it also requires a tremendous amount of deep work. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet novelist Meg Howry and Christian living entrepreneur Jordan Rayner. Listen in as they describe their new books and what it was like for them to record in the audiobook studio. Enjoy! This is Meg Howry, the author of They're Going to Love You. They're Going to Love You is the story of a choreographer in her 40s who receives word that her estranged father is dying and wants to see her one last time. And this forces her to confront the betrayal that happened 19 years before and the fallout of this betrayal and the repercussions that were felt throughout her family. I was inspired to write the book really during the pandemic when we were all forced inside. I had the idea, the central entanglement at the heart of this story that had been in my head for some years, but I never really knew how I wanted to tell that story. I wasn't really thinking of setting another novel in the dance world because I'd done that with my second novel, The Crane's Dance, and I didn't want to repeat myself. But... I got furloughed from my day job during the pandemic, and since I live alone, I was thrown into solitude. And I was watching a lot of dance on the computer and worrying about these dancers and thinking about dance in a way that I hadn't in a long time. And I began to think that maybe the plot I had been mulling about betrayal and survival and forgiveness had something to do with dance and art and making art in America. And so I put these things together, and I had a book. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be fascinating. It was incredibly interesting to go through this process. It wasn't quite what I imagined. I thought I would be really more exhausted and critical, and instead I felt really sort of wonderfully private and grateful to have time with these characters in this world one last time before the book goes out in the world. So it was great. Fascinating. There are a couple weird pronunciations. I guess like most readers, I know the meaning of a lot more words than I know how to pronounce. So we had to look up a couple of things One word that I think I did okay in the recording first time around, but when I was going through and preparing, the word gorgon, which looks really wonderful on the page, but it's kind of a weird word to say out loud. And I kept wanting to pronounce it gorgon, because that sounds more monstrous, but it's gorgon. Sounds weird. And I had a character say it, he's sort of posturing, and he says it several times, and every time it sounded weird. I'm proud that I was able to do it, really. I'm aware that there are incredible audio narrators out there that do this professionally all the time, and 
I knew that someone would do an incredible job with this book, but I really wanted to do it myself. And then after they said yes, I thought, oh man, I cannot screw this up. (laughs) This is a big responsibility. So I'm proud that I was able to get through it. And yeah, I read my whole book. It was good. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast the great theater actress Donna Murphy because she's incredible. She has an incredible voice. She can do everything. And she has this really lovely gravitas, but then also humor and wisdom in her voice. And plus, if she did it, then I would be able to forget that I wrote it and just listen to it as a wonderful theatrical performance, and that would be fun. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was Ethan Hawke reading his novel, A Bright Ray of Darkness. It's a really good novel. It's just really carefully and beautifully executed. There are all these interesting surprises, and he, of course, is performing the heck out of it and sounds great, and I was completely inside that book listening to it. Great book. Go listen to that. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Feel what I feel. Stand with your legs together, toes pointing forward. Open your hips so the backs of your knees are touching. Slide the heel of one foot in front of the other until it meets the toes. This is fifth position. Under certain conditions, flexibility, training, your two feet will be firmly locked together, heel to toe and toe to heel. Your knees will be straight. Your pelvis will sit squarely above your knees. Hi, this is Jordan Rayner, author of The Word Before Work, a Monday through Friday devotional to help you find eternal purpose in your daily work. I wrote this book because so many Christians in my community go to work Monday through Friday with just very little visibility into how their work matters beyond the present. How does it matter for eternity? And in reality, the Bible actually has a ton to say on this topic. There are actually more than a thousand passages of scripture that have to do with work. And so in this devotional, I've picked 260 of the most relevant, one for every workday of the year, to help readers see the eternal value of their daily work. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be exhausting. Easiest question I'll answer here. I was telling our fabulous team, Dan and Eileen here today in the studio, that it's one of those weird crafts where it's equally exhausting mentally and physically. I like to stand as if I'm speaking on stage when I record my audiobook. So it's taxing on your body, but it also requires a tremendous amount of deep work. So yeah, it's just utterly exhausting, but also a blast. I love doing it every single time. I realized I had trouble pronouncing pretty much every name in the Old Testament of the Bible. I mean, when you get into Leviticus and 2 Kings and Daniel, there's some tough names in there, but our team trudged through. We got it done. I'm excited that listeners will hear in my own voice the enthusiasm and joy that comes 
when you see what God's word has to say about the importance of our work. I think when you can connect your most deeply held values to the thing you do 50 hours a week, that unlocks an entirely different level of enthusiasm and purpose. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast this guy named Lloyd James. There are a few audiobooks I love of his. He's recorded audiobooks, a few of them for one of my favorite authors, Timothy Keller, also a Penguin Random House author. I love Lloyd James. I think he's terrific. The last audiobook that I listened to that I really loved, it was actually, it's an older book, but it was George W. Bush's biography of his dad. I think the book title was 41. And just hearing 43, George W. Bush, speak in his own words about his father was really, really moving. I love that audiobook. I love listening to audiobooks while I drive. I used to listen to them all the time commuting into work. And now that I'm working from home, I'll usually reserve them for super long road trips, driving, you know, from Tampa to Miami or wherever for a speech. That's usually the place where I listen the most. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. I spent the first decade of my career as a tech entrepreneur, starting and selling a number of different startups. I loved my work, but I can never kick this nagging feeling that I was a second-class Christian because I wasn't spending Monday through Friday working as a pastor or full-time missionary. Maybe you felt the same way. About halfway through my career in tech, God graciously opened my eyes to what his word says about work. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.